0: Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. I thank you because our faith is built up this morning to receive instructions from your Word. In Jesus' mighty name. We've been looking at the subject of faith in the last three days and we said some very important things. The first thing we said is that faith comes out of your fellowship with God. That faith is a product of your fellowship with God. And that's very important. Because many people think that faith is just a mechanical tool. Like I I, I want this and I want to have faith for it. And if you ask everybody, they have faith for something. But faith, as we have examined in the last two days, is a product of what? Your fellowship. It is as you commune with God that faith is built. How many of you have friends in your life that you can trust? Okay. Now, don't raise your hands because I know some of you say, trust no man. I don't even trust my wife. And you're saying it to our hearing. (laughs) Now, the truth of the matter is that anybody you trust in your life, The trust was not built one day. How was it built? Daily, as you kept talking, as you kept talking. So, communication is where trust is developed. No man can trust God if they don't talk with God. It is as you commune with God, that faith is built up in your heart. You know, faith is not just mechanical. It's not just, I don't know how to explain it. It's not just... You know, a tool in the toolbox you just take and say, I want to use my faith now and use it. That's why a lot of us, our faith looks like it's not working. You know the reason it's not working? Because it's not deposited. So it is in communication. It is in knowledge that your faith is built. For instance, as the pastor of this church, if I come to you and I said, "Um, by next month, I'm going to make you the head usher of the church. How many of you know by next month you will be excited? You're going to be the head. Sh- I know some of you will not be excited, but I know some people will be excited. Why? Because, you know, I'm the pastor. Number one, I have the authority to do that. Number two, I have the willingness to do that. Okay? So coming to ask you means I'm willing. And if I say I'm going to make you the head usher, what's happening? I have got the authority. Now, if a, if a guy is sitting close to you... Um, you know as i'm teaching right now just writes to you that the spirit of god just ministered to me that i am going to make you the head usher <laughs> you know next month what's going to happen the first thing you're going to say who is this right and instead of receiving it as good news it's almost like distraction why number 1 because you don't know the person number 2 you're not sure if they have the authority to make it happen are we together Come, talk to me, church. Are we together? So you realize that faith is built on two things. What are the two things faith is built on? Knowledge and authority. I know this person, and this person has the ability to make it come to pass. So let's take, for instance, you meet the president of the country. And he meets you and says, "Uh, I'm going to talk to my party members, and next month we're going to make you the minister of... Uh, What now? The minister of power. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to come to church to share the testimony. You're not the minister yet, but you share the testimony, right? You start pricing houses in very expensive place. You start telling your wife, go and look for the British school around Port These children can't go to Kingdom Heritage anymore. The Lord has opened the doors. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You start calling all your relations, whatever business you want to do, because that's our concept of politics in this country. Whatever business, you just write it down. Just write it. Why? Because, number one, the president, you know the president. That's one. And number two, you know the president has what? The ability to make it come to pass. So, having faith in the president is almost natural. You don't have to say, okay, maybe the president walks up to you and say, I'm going to make you the minister. You now say, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe I will be the minister. I believe, I then you now come to your house and say, I am the minister. I am the minister. No, 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 no. No. It means you don't know the president. So what knowledge does, what knowledge does for us is that it imparts to us the natural ability of faith. So the more you spend time knowing God, the more faith naturally rises up in your heart. You don't have to try to get it. You don't have to try to walk it up. So a man who doesn't fellowship with God cannot have faith. What that man just has is mental assent or mental agreement. I just know God can do it. So somebody tells you, I know God can do it. The next moment he's saying, do you know anybody that can help me? Do you understand? And the next moment he say, I don't know anybody. The next moment he, he's praying, Lord send my destiny, help us. The next moment he's praying, oh God, open my destiny. And if you would listen to that man who says he knows God can do it, in one hour he has made 30 inconsistent confessions. Which shows in the first place he had no faith. You know, what some of us call faith is the same thing that the armed robbers have. Do you know that people who go and rob, you know, they still believe God is going to help them? They still pray, like, God has to go today, let them not catch us and all that. <laughs> some of them even do Thanksgiving. Because everybody just prays to God for help. Everybody just believes God is going to help them. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying. And most of us as believers, that is the same concept of faith that we have. But as you grow in your knowledge of God, as you grow in your fellowship with God, you will not even know that you already have faith. Faith will just automatically be imparted to you. Now, I have some friends. I I don't have many friends, but I have a few friends. If I'm in a problem of uh, 600,000, There are some of my friends I can ask. If I'm in a problem of 60,000, there are some of my friends I can ask. If I'm in a problem of 1 million, I don't know which of my friends I can ask. (laughs) Now, if I'm in 2 million problem, me and my friends will be in problem. What do, you, what do you find about that statement? It means that to each of my friends, I know their ability. How did I know their ability? By communication. They didn't show me their pay slip, but after talking with them for a long time, I find out this guy, he wears nice shirts, but he's really broke. And another guy, I find out this guy dresses simply, but he really has cash. That's why, for instance, if you get into problems and then push you into a police station, they say, call somebody you now be thinking, you'll think Because who you're thinking now, you know many people in this world. But you know you even have 5,000 friends on Facebook. You can call them. Now you're going to call who has the ability to bail me. You know bail is free, but you pay something. Who's got the ability to bail me? That's one. That's one. Ability is one. But most importantly, who has the willingness to come? Faith must be built on those two things. Faith must be built on What? Ability and what's the second thing? Willingness. You you, you must not forget that because some people have the ability, they are not willing. So, you call some of your uncle, they say, Where are you? You "Ah, I'm in prison. Say, "Eh." So, okay, let me see what I can do. Ah, You can't see what you can do now. See what you can do means I'm going to be here for the next two nights. And then you say, Why don't you call this your uncle? Say, My uncle has money, but he will not come. Meaning, he's got ability, but there's no what. No willingness. So ability is not enough. Just that God is able is not enough. We need to find out is God willing. So some of us we believe in the ability of God. But without his willingness. Some of us believe in the willingness of God. But without what? His ability. So you must grow in your awareness of ability and willingness. And naturally, faith will come to you. Trust is not built without communication. Trust is not built without what? Communication. If you don't spend time talking with God, you cannot believe God. If you don't spend time in His Word, you cannot have faith. Are you following what I'm saying? How many of you, <laughs> for the Nigerian audience, how many of you, well, let me, I mean, that's very, but let's look at uh, the president, right, our current president. How many of you, don't raise your hand, just in your, raise your hand in your mind. How many of you believe the president is doing well? And how many of you don't believe the president is not doing well? Now, the truth of the matter is that for some of you, you really don't feel any significant difference whether the president is doing well or not doing well. Most of us build outside of the little indicators, rice has gone up, all of this tiny stuff. Most of us believe what we believe by whose narrative you're listening to. I'm going somewhere. Right? So if you are, I know I have both political camps here and I don't want my chart to reduce. So (laughs) I got to be careful now. (laughs) Now if you are On this side of the party, and on this other side of the party, you realize that when you listen to this guy talk, it's like the president is wasting time. You listen to this guy talk, it's like the president is doing so much. In fact, in 30 years, nobody has done like him. Now, what you find out is that if you consistently listen to one side of the party, what's going to happen is even though you believe the president is doing well, if you keep on listening to them and listening to them and listening to them and listening to them, what's going to happen? You start saying, hmm I see. What are you seeing? Your mind is being renewed. Are we together? Your mind is being renewed. You now begin to see what he's not doing. And after a while, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Naturally, you're going to come to this side of the party and say, the, the man, in fact, the next night, that man, uh, let me not talk. What's happening? You have renewed your mind to the point where you now have faith that the man is not doing well. But then if you listen to this side of the divide, after a while, you begin to say, man, this guy deserves to say time. Man, the man is walking. He's walking everywhere. Walking wonders and miracles. Now, what's happening to you, you renew renewing your mind. Now, I'm, I'm trying to go very simple on the concept of faith because most of us don't understand what faith is. So, you, you find out that the truth of the matter is that even though you have faith today, that faith can be taken away from you if you listen to the wrong stuff. Now, I'm going to read scriptures. I, are you following what I'm saying? So, if even if you have faith, I trust God can heal me. I trust God can heal me. I know God is going to heal me. And you're not listening to one guy say, man, that's how one woman in Abuja, he had this sickness. She was just thinking god will heal her like that and she just died she's like wow she died yes yeah, she died <laughs> and then you just yeah ah, that's how my younger sister the one that died before the other one that died so which of the died now say so the second died See, so she had that same sickness what's happening your beginning let me ask you this why do you think i know it's not you not this church some other church why do you think Christians go to, to visit the list? I know some of you do. None in this church, the other church. Why do you think so? No, no, I mean, why do you think that a believer would go and meet a native doctor? You, now, listening to me, you think, ah, God forbid, how can I try it? You have not listened to some people long enough. When you listen to them long enough, you've got this your friend. The first day he comes, I know one woman. In fact, she prays before she does her thing. Oh, that's why I like her. That, that, no problem. Then the second day, this woman, there's even one pastor's wife that actually gave me her number. In your mind, you just say, ah, no, don't tell me all those things. I don't believe in all those things. But keep hearing. Keep hearing. And after a while, you just say, even one pastor prophesied that from that place, of the village, a savior will arise. Yeah, no, no, no. It's only Jesus ourself. Keep hearing. Keep hearing. And after a while, one day you just say, ah, let's just go. What is it, Seth? Faith. You have renewed your mind and faith has come. So this thing called faith is not a difficult thing to get. It is just that are you willing to pay attention to the right source? Are you following what I'm saying? Why do people leave church? I mean, the first time the church comes to the city, whoa, God has called us. We are going to shake this city. We'll shake it together. until somebody now tells you, you know that pastor, he preaches very fine, but the man is wicked. Ah. Ah, no, 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 he's not the pastor. Faith is coming. Then the next time, you see, you see the way he talks? Ah, the man, his mouth. Faith is coming. Then the next time you come to church, you're not listening to the message, you're looking at the mouth wow. Then later in I say, this our pastor can talk. And then the next day, you just come. Ah, pastor, I don't have transport. And me too, I don't have. See, I, they said he was wicked. How can a man of God, of his stature, he's on television, he doesn't have transport. The man is wicked. What's happening? Faith is coming. And then the next time, you will become the preacher of that good news. That's how I discovered that herbalists don't have complimentary cards. They don't do flyer, they don't do adverts. Who takes people there? Beneficiaries. Faith. So what happens? You go there, you build faith, you take someone there, you build faith. I'm I'm just explaining faith to you. That's what happens. So faith, listen to this carefully, faith is not a constant in your life. You always have to consistently hear God's word to be in faith. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not a constant. That is our mistake. When you were on fire for God, certain things could not come near you. And you are wondering now, ah, what's happening? Nothing is happening. You have not been building your faith. So, faith comes by what? Hearing. Not faith comes by heard. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And what? Hearing by what? The word of God. So, the day you stop hearing, what happens? Faith stops. You can't say, I have saved up faith. No, you don't save up faith. Because no two situations are going to be the same. That's why sometimes, does this explain to you sometimes why certain things happen to some people? It's like, ah, but that guy is a Christian. Yes, the question was, he in faith? Now, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to Matthew chapter 14. Because listen, faith and doubt and unbelief can just be like, one moment you're in faith, the next moment you're in doubt. Praise God. (laughs) Who are you listening to? You know, how do you build a belief system by consistently hearing something? Let me explain this to you. I've, I've given you this example many times. It's the easiest example. I think it's the Holy Spirit that, that, that taught me this example. When, for instance, we have people in this church who are engineers, we have people who are carpenters, we have people who are whatever they are, professionally. You went to school, maybe we all, let's assume that this is a university. We all come to the university, right? This one is saying uh, the, this class is science class, engineers, whatever, accountants, this one's typists, <laughs> you know, secretary of administrations and all those stuff. And this one's finance. We all come to school with our whatever level of, all level certificates, right? What now happens? This set listens to science teachings consistently for four years. Right? Come on, talk to me, church. And they become what, engineers. How did they become engineers? They learnt and heard and acted on engineering teachings for how long? Is it four years now or five years? Four or five years. Not to talk of doctors, their patience is out of this world. Somebody goes to school for seven years. What happened? They learn, they hear they act on things regarding medicine, human anatomy and all that, for how many years? For seven years, and they become what? A doctor. Now, when, when you are sick, that same friend of yours that you were playing football together in the streets and running around almost naked, you now go and sit in front of him and say, Doctor. And you confidently He tells you, oh, there's something wrong with you. We've got to perform surgery. You know, perform surgery actually means we're going to cut you. You understand that? (laughs) And we're going to perform surgery on you and all that. And you are calm. Why? Because you believe that that man has heard for seven years things concerning your body. That's why, why do you think people easily believe prophets even if they are false? Can I tell you the simple reason? Because they can tell you what seemingly is wrong with you. Immediately you hear them say, this is your problem. Or immediately you just hear, as I'm looking at you now, your mother's name is Mary. Hey, hey, hey. Listen, that hey, hey you are shouting, all your guards are dropped. Faith in that man has risen. Faith has come naturally. If the man just say, but we will pray. With 20,000, it's finished. you give him. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you see, this thing about faith is not magical. If you would listen to someone long enough, naturally, faith will come. So somebody say, oh, pastor, I'm finding it difficult to have faith. Get into the word. Shut your phone. Shut the TV. Get messages. You will not even know when faith comes in your heart. I mean, I can tell you the story of Dodie Austin, the mother of, uh, the mother of jo- Joel Austin, the wife of John Austin. She had cancer. The doctors gave her ten, 10 months to leave. She got a hold of God's word, got a hold of scriptures, stayed in and listened to scriptures and read scriptures and spoke scripture. The woman is still alive now. Death is afraid to get close to her. She's 80, 85, thereabouts. You can follow her on Twitter. She'll be saying, you know, this guy was a member of our church in 1970-something. The woman is still alive. You know what? The deposit of the word of God in her is too much that death cannot get a hold of her. Are you following what I'm saying? But you know what happens to us? Let me tell you what happens. We will not stay on the word until something bad happens. So when you have everything going, ah, come for a program. I'm busy. But immediately you, you just meet the doctor and say what I'm seeing is not good. You just carry the Bible. Pastor, where's that healing scripture that I'm there? You just get into this. You know how Nigerian football um, you know why we will never win the World Cup, right? Because we always go to camp 10 days to the World Cup and then on our way to the World Cup we forget our jersey. You, you, you really I mean, and you see people who are planning to win the World Cup have started practicing. It's the, listen, there's no magic about this Christian faith. If you don't have time for God's word, you cannot have faith. There's no magic. If you like drink anointing oil, coconut oil, uh, 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 um, hair oil, soulmates, let them anoint you with everything, including palm oil. After two months, you come back to the same situation. If you like, go for deliverance, vomit, (laughs) throw up, roll up, after two months, another, you don't understand what the scripture says? It says, after one demon has been cast out and nothing is in that house, how many more wicked? Seven wicked more spirits. Some people are better left with the one demon in their lives. Because it's safe. Just to have one, it's okay. <laughs> it's not okay to be demonized, please. But you understand what I'm saying? Because when that one is taken out and the word of God is not put in, That's why some of you experience more troubles after you've gone for deliverance. Because now you are free. And you were not taught the word of God. Then seven more wicked. I like that word, more wicked. More wicked means wickedness that is more. Comes in. And you just like, ah, what happened? After the deliverance, Men wicked. Seven, boom, boom, boom. Why? Because there's no faith. That is why Jesus says he has come to preach deliverance. Not just to conduct deliverance. To do what? To preach. So faith will come naturally. Are, are you following what I'm saying? I, come on, Are you following what I'm saying? Now we've got um, a team that's responsible for our building. Now sometimes I come and I say, oh, I want this like this. And they say, oh no pastor, if we do it like this, this will happen. What happens? Naturally, faith comes in my heart. Why? Because I know the person, and I trust the person. Are you following what I'm saying? And then you also know that there are some buildings that have collapsed. Right? And then when, when, they, when they, maybe the landlord or somebody didn't ask the person what happened, he will say, it was my engineer. What he's trying to say is that this house collapsing was because I put faith in someone. I trusted their ability and their willingness. So, a lazy believer cannot have faith. And and I'm going to explain this to you. I'm going to read scriptures now, but I just want to lay this foundation. Right? Let me tell you this. In the midst of crisis, don't pretend to have faith. Ask God for mercy. That is one. Do you understand? You are in a crisis. Don't say, I believe. I believe. Keep quiet. You don't believe. Just say, God, have mercy on me and help me. And I'm going to show you from Peter. When Peter started sinking, he just said, God save me. He didn't say, I'm not falling. I'm not falling. I'm not. He said, before they look for him, he will be under the sea. Do you understand? When things are tough, you will realize that, listen, <laughs> it's like there's no faith here. That's not when to now try to pretend that you have faith. Are you following what I'm, I'm saying? In that time, what do you appeal to? The mercy of God. That is why Jesus Christ has become a perfect sacrifice for us. That even in the midst of our weakness, what happens? Even in the midst of our unfaithfulness, He is faithful. That is when to appeal to the mercy of God. Because some of those confessions you are confessing is out of fear. Are you following what I'm saying? It's out of fear. I have it. I have it. I just think I have it. No, No, do I have? No, I don't. I think I have. No, I have. Faith? Yes. You know, before you know, you know. When you hear people pray out of fear, you will know. And it's so funny. Sometimes, if you use the public transport, right? It's amazing. And somehow, I don't know why this happens, but every time, that's why when I travel, I just carry my messages, put on my earpiece, and I just, I mean, I've traveled a lot by road. And I can't tell you, ah, man, escapes that the Lord has given me on the road. Escapes. (laughs) I remember one time I was traveling to Abuja. After Lokoja, I was listening to a message, so I slept off. And I was listening to the message. And the next thing I heard, I heard people shouting. I opened my eyes. Our car had gone a bit into the bush. The driver was sweating. You know, the kind of sweat you know that, ah, this man died and came back. (laughs) I didn't even know what happened. But one thing I realize is this. Even though your natural body, your eyes are asleep, right? Even though your senses are temporarily suspended in terms of sleep. You see, if your spirit man is awake, (laughs) you will escape every infirmity. That's why one of the policies I have in my house, I leave messages playing throughout the night. Are you following what I'm saying? Just Just keep the word of God playing in the parlor. Just keep the message on. I don't like noise. It's not noise. You should know what is noise and what is word. That's not noise. Train your children to sleep with teaching tapes. Sometimes when my kids are going to bed to sleep, slotting a message, let it be plain. Listen, we are not, not playing this so that the God of that person will save us. Because that's one thing I want to address. But I know it will touch people in a very dangerous corner. Because some of you are idolaters. The same blood that was shed for your bishop and your pastor is the same blood that was shed for you. You don't need to pray to the God of this commission. Pray to God, our Father. Do you hear that? Don't pray to the God of Pastor Maxwell. Pray to your own God. He is your God and my God. That's why I'm explaining him to you. Do you understand? Don't go and pray in the God of my name. I don't understand whatever it is, but don't mention my name in prayer. Do, do, don't mention my name. Talk to God. Do you understand? Come on. Do you understand? Don't mention God of leave it. Just leave that. He is even Jesus Christ told Mary when, she, when he rose from the dead. He says, I am going to your father and my father. And Jesus said, When you pray, say our father, it is not say, the father of Jesus Christ. No, Jesus Christ is our elder brother, he's the firstborn among many brethren. We are joined as with Christ, you have the same access. Praying in the name of the God of a commission shows you are a baby and you don't know God yet. Am I clear? Don't mention my name in prayer, pray to God directly. Is that okay? So that I'll not be sneezing every time. You know, sometimes I just sneeze, 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 sneeze. I wonder what's happening, and somebody won't let my name rest. How am I mean, supposed to give me runny nose because I'm a pastor? Please don't. He's your God. It's the same blood. The Scripture clearly says that there is no mediator between God and man except the name Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying? Faith. Why am I teaching you all this now? So that you stop calling my name. (laughs) Maybe we should title the message. Stop calling the name of the pastor. (laughs) Somebody say. What about if I don't know? Listen to me. Listen to me. No man died for you. Every man of God. Is still a man. Are you following what I'm saying? Every man of God. Is still what? Still a man. A day will come, that man will die. So what's going to happen to your prayers? You will not change to the name of the assistant pastor of the commission. Why do you build on temporary things? Listen to this. Take the pictures of men of God from your house. It is idolatry. Are you following what I'm saying? I know that one is trouble for some people. Listen to me. <laughs> this God wants a personal relationship with you. Are you following what I'm saying? He wants, because unconsciously, this is what's going to happen. When you want to pray, unconsciously you start turning to where the picture is. No, no, listen, you unconsciously. Un- no, unconsciously. You start, before you know, you start turning. Before you know, you start turning. Before you know, you will not know when you'll be bowing down. (laughs) That's why I say, "Eh, it's because I respect the man. It's a lie. Oh, come on, don't deceive yourself. There are many people you respect. Why are their pictures not in your, your. Don't you respect your uncle? Why don't you have your uncle's picture? No, because there is something about that picture, listen carefully, that gives you faith. You unconsciously just believe. I wait, can we talk some truth here? You, you unconsciously just believe that. Ah, with this picture, I'm safe. Then you just hear a testimony. Praise the Lord. It wanted to happen. I just took the picture. And then the robber's ran. Ah, it has convinced you. Everything that takes you more away from God does not build your faith. So what you have, listen carefully now, what you have Is faith in that thing, not faith in God. Can God use a man to impart you, to teach you, to grow you? Absolutely. But everything that man teaches you is to know more about God. Listen, the the more a minister teaches you, the more you should get closer to God. And if you get closer to God, some of these things I'm teaching you, the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you about them already. Are you following what I'm saying? And now, it's not just pictures. It's amulets and bracelets. Rapper. The anointed rapper. (laughs) Soon, you know, they're already selling cups. Soon, everything you do, even your car, Before you realize, you you, you see, one thing you should understand about this is this. The more you are a believer, the more God wants to trust you to save other people. If you keep living like that, you will never mature. Because God wants to use you to heal others. God wants to use you to save others. Do you realize what I'm saying? God wants you matured. Why can't you plant a church? Why can't you conduct crusades? Why can't you lay hands on the sick? Why can't you? Because you always feel you need help. And every time you have a victim mentality, you will never be a savior. Did you hear that? Every time you have what? A victim mentality, you will never what? You will never be a savior. God wants you matured and grown in faith. You can start out with all of these things. I remember now. When I say some of these things, some of you think I'm just talking. Let me give you an experience in my life, because some of these things I've been through them. You know, I started pastoring very early. I started pastoring at 24, so I've been through some fair share of try and error. Those the time I'll tell you this story. It's a very funny story. <laughs> Man, woo! You know, sometimes when you have zeal and you don't have knowledge, it's a bad thing. When they tell you calm down, say no. So I remember those the time we were in school. And uh, I used to follow this man of God so much. It's my dad that delivered me from that. Now, I follow ministers. Don't, don't, I follow ministers. I follow this man of God so much. And then they called me that this girl was demon-possessed. We're in school. Just 200 level. Maybe 100 level. Ah, I said, no, 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 we're going to cast it out. So I took, the, then I don't used to listen to my father. You know, Now, my, myself and my dad are very close. But we didn't, we didn't get that close early. Because I felt the way he was doing ministry is not the real way. So I wanted the real one with results. So I was following this guy. I mean, genuine minister. If I mention his name, you will know. But there's no need for that. So I took the guy's picture. <laughs> Me and my friend. We went. We are going to cast out demons. We went, <laughs> Man, this guy showed us. Anyway, she is. Let God forgive her. Man, this guy showed us. We went there went inside the room. You know, one thing with my life is I've always been a very cautious person. Even, even though I know many things, I, don't, I, I always try to trend with caution because I have always believed that it is when you are alive, you have the possibility to correct your mistakes. So when we went there, the, man, the pastor said we should lock the door. I said, no, you don't do deliverance and lock door. Leave the door open so that the demon can see where to pass. Okay. <laughs> Leave the door. He said, No. This girl we wrote. I said, Oh boy, leave this door. (laughs) And it was like God was saving me. So we went with the picture. (laughs) Man, as we prayed for the girl, we said, In the name of Jesus, boy. This the first thing when we (laughs) oh god, the first thing we started praying, there was a mirror on the wall. The mirror came down. Boom. You know, when a mirror falls, at least it should just chatter into four pieces. This mirror fell and chattered like a mighty stuff. Hit it. So I went closer to the door. It's like, even if we have made mistakes, it is when we are alive that God can correct us. You understand that? How, my friend say, are you afraid? I said, no, no. How can I be afraid? We have picture here. Well, who is afraid? <laughs> So I gave him the picture to use. <laughs> so he poured oil on the picture. He used the picture to touch the girl. This girl went up, elevated. Her feet were some few meters off the floor. Then she held my friend. They were praying on that end of the wall. She held my friend. The next thing I saw, both of them were on this end of the wall. My friend was not the one on the wall. That was the only place in the story I can remember. Because after that, I don't know what happened. I find myself in my room. With my doors closed. <laughs> Man. Now, we are laughing, but you know, my friend had to repeat school. When the guy came out of that experience, he was hospitalized for three months. He missed the whole term. So I took the picture to him in the hospital. Because <laughs> he was the one that introduced me to picture ministry. So I took it to him with his anointing oil and everything. That day, I began to look into scriptures for myself. But you realize this now. Do you know why I said that story? It's very funny. I know you will never forget that story. But you know why I said that story? We didn't have faith in God. We thought we had until the girl showed us we didn't have. So that girl actually brought a revelation to us. That boys, how many of you realize that's what happened to Philip? Uh, the guys, say, in the name, the seven so- sons of Skiva. What did they do? Say in the name that Paul preaches. Man, when the demons got a hold of them? Boy. (laughs) In the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. You cannot have faith in the name of the God that your pastor preaches. You have to build faith by getting close to God. What does your pastor do? Explain to you the way I'm explaining to you. Even a husband cannot impart faith to the wife. Do you understand what I'm saying? It has to be your own free will. That's why you see some men are faith giants. And their wives are coming behind. I, I, see, let me, let me say this to you. I wish I can get it. Let me say this to you. Listen carefully to me. There is an age you come to in your life. You have to be responsible for your spiritual life. You know what Jesus said about that guy whose eyes were open? They said, who healed you? You know what the parents said, sorry. You know what the parents said? He said he's of age, he can speak for himself. Don't be asking us who is him. He's old enough. Sometimes when challenges come, that's what he's telling you. You are of age. I remember early days of our marriage. Something, ah, my wife just gets out. Ah, you say, oh, baby, come and pray for me. Oh, come and pray for me. One day, she wasn't feeling fine. She said, come and pray for me. I said, today, I won't pray for you. She said, Why? I said, what about if I'm not around? So today, you pray for yourself. Because I'll travel and leave you with the children. Even my kids, sometimes, they, they, I mean, there are certain times I'm studying or I'm praying, and carries comes and says, oh, my head is paining." Me. I say, go to your room in the name of Jesus, take authority over it, and go sleep now. Whether he does it out of fear, out of honor, or out of faith, he goes to the room, sleeps, the next day he's up, the headache is gone because he might be in school one day when that headache comes and I'm not there never train people around you to be dependent on your faith you will not always be there in the day of adversity are you following what I'm saying Train pe- listen if you know something teach people what it is that's why I'm teaching you what I'm teaching you I can come here and do all the rasmatas and do everything and you are always coming you are always needing me but I won't always be here you won't always be here i remember one guy traveled one day with us he's like he for- sorry i was talking so much about oil it's like he forgot his bottle of oil at home we were midway into the journey the said, jesus ah! so i mean i thought he was having stroke or something so i said what's the problem he said he forgot his oil he forgot his oil i said so what do you want ah he said no i can't travel without ah, that, that bottle of oil there's nothing in this life that will make him travel without that oil nothing they should come down he's going back so I just told him something. I said, what about if you have an accident on your way to go and collect the oil? I said, it's true. I said, my friend, let's go, go to where we are going to. You are not even thinking. You forgot something at home. <laughs> do you get my point? You want to enter the same car back. And that thing is supposed to protect you. And now you don't. What about on your way back? You could do, I am it. And I spent time now teaching him that, listen. Do you realize that that oil, while it was on the shelf in quotes, was just oil. Right? And you bought it. And a man prayed. Then it became anointing oil. I said, what made it anointed? He said, prayer. I said, is it prayer? He said, yes. And you are sure it's prayer? He said, yes. I said, so, can you pray? He said, yes. I said, okay, so, you know, for when you're training people also, you don't want to just, so I said, okay, when you go to where you are going to, so buy another one. Okay? Then pray. It will become anointed. At least for your level. At least what we have done is to reduce your transport fare. <laughs> then later we start renewing your mind. These things are very subtle. But you need to check the source of your faith. What do you really believe? What is your faith really anchored on? Are you following what I'm saying? Is he anchored on God? Or is anchored on things? Or anchored on people? Are you following what I'm saying? Even when people promise you things, is your faith on God or on those people? You know some of you when you are praying and say, oh God, I know you are going to help me. You are already calculating in your mind that your uncle you are going to call after the prayer. You already have the answer to the prayer. The reason you are praying is that God should allow the man to give you the money. You can't be having faith and listing who to beg. It's not consistent. Are you following what I'm saying? If you have, and sometimes there's something amazing about faith. If you have faith in God, you'll be surprised who God will use. If there are no surprise elements in your miracles, you're not still living in faith. You'll be amazed. Are you following what I'm saying? And that is where the beauty comes. You know what the beauty comes? The beauty of faith comes when no man can take the glory for your life. That's the beauty. You know one of the reasons I can preach the way I preach? (laughs) Because God is my source. Does he use people? Absolutely. But there's no allegiance. There's no right-hand man, left-hand man, center man, somebody who, oh, if the person gets angry, then the whole ministry comes down. Some of you don't even know what's going on in the ministry. Financially, no clue. You just hear, ah, we're opening port Church, you clap. We are building church, you clap. You only just to clap, you just clap it. That's the, that's the contribution. You just clap, go, 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 go go go. That's the depth of the knowledge. Because the day a minister starts making man his source is the day he falls into the traps of men. So the day you preach a message the man is not comfortable with. you not saying you text. some things you have to apply wisdom. Then you now reply, "Yes, sir. Test acknowledged. No. And God wants to do that in your own business. Why is it today that believers cannot walk away from corruption? They don't trust God. Because when a man looks at you and says, if you don't sleep with me, I won't give you this job, you'll be able to walk out and say, listen, if you don't give me, God is my source. But you know, it's not just one sleep. It's just one sleep. After all, God will forgive me. You know, it's not a question of God forgiving you. It's a question of God not being able to trust you with the greater things of life. It's not about forgiveness. It's not about forgiveness. You know, what compromise does is that it denies you of growth. It denies you of God being able to boast with you. You know what God said? He said, have you seen my servant Job? For some of us, God can't talk to us about that. He says, have you seen my servant Maxwell? And then, boom! One child dies. Oh God, why me? Maybe it's a mistake. Pam, the second child dies. I don't even believe in God. And then your wife comes to be a voluntary widow. Cause God and die. He say, he's not causing God. I've caused him. (laughs) (laughs) The cause that I've given to God is past tense. Just little shaking. You run away from God. You know when Job says, I know my redeemer lives. It was not a sticker he bought in church. That man really knows his redeemer lives. Remember, Job had no church. He had no cell group. He wasn't listening to all these mighty men of God we have all over. He didn't have CD. He didn't have bookshop. He didn't have EWKM books. You have men of God. You have bookshop. My wife is even selling self. Selling on credit. By the way, some of you that have not paid for the books you bought, this is a nice time to say pay up. (laughs) Huh? You have CD. We have even said don't pay. We send it to you on WhatsApp. You have free books. You have 24 hours Christian station. Yet, no faith. You see, the judgment with which God will judge this generation will be very severe. We cannot judge us. With the same standard of the previous generation. Because we absolutely have no excuse. The internet is there, YouTube is there. You can access anything, yet, no faith. Little trial, we are scattered. Are you following what I'm saying? And <laughs> you know the reason. Can I tell you the reason? Can I tell you the reason? Very simple. I need to read the Bible before we close. Can I tell you the reason? It's very simple. This is the most distracted generation ever. So even though they are playing that message, they are not listening. As they are playing the message, you know some of you, as I'm teaching now, you are chatting on WhatsApp. He has started again. He will soon finish. I will soon be with you. You are not listening. Some of you can be listening to message on TV. You are talking with your friend in London. So the the truth of the matter is that there is so much distraction... The word of God is not settling in. So there is no faith. Are are you following what I'm saying? There's so much word. But we're even too busy to listen to the word. I give you a simple test. All the messages I have sent all of you. How many have you listened to? You receive messages every week. How many have you taken time? I'm talking about the ones who are in service. To listen to. That's me now. Let's agree that I'm not even trying at all. All the ones you bought with your money that you went to the bookshop to buy, how many have you read? How many have you listened to? Even your Bible that you have, how many times have you read it? You know, some of us only find our Bible 10 minutes to 8 when we're coming to church. In fact, one of the reasons some of us are late is the Bible. We get up by 6, then the search party starts. Where is the Bible? Where is the Bible? Children go under the bed. Your wife goes to the wardrobe. By the time you finally find the Bible, it's 8.45. Three and a half hours. Because as we are going now, maybe it's where you are pulling your jeans. You will leave the Bible, then put your jeans on top. So that's the problem. Till next Sunday. And yet, ah, pastor, I'm going through a lot in my life. You have not started. You will still go through more. Why will you not go through a lot? So what do you want me to do? To pray. Then by the time I finish praying, you leave. There's no word. If you don't pay attention to God's word, you cannot have faith. You know what prayer will do? Prayer will deliver you from the situation. But when the next situation comes, what happens? You will need prayer again. But do you know that there's a way you can build your faith that those situations would even come around your life? Are you following what I'm saying? And let me say this. I want to say this. I want to say this. Be careful of the kind of friends you have. One of the greatest lessons about friendship I learned is from the life of Jonah. Right. When Jonah was was in the boat, what happened? The sea wasn't calm. They had to throw him out. Some of your friends who don't have faith, they will cause their troubles to rub off on you. You have to have men of faith. Men of like mind around you. Are you following what I'm saying? Men who inspire your faith. Men who share resources with you of your faith. Men who, if you talk negative, they'll rebuke you on the spot and say, no, don't say that. No, that's not going to happen. Listen. All, all my friends I have are ministers. Interestingly, I'll tell you this. Are we going to get into it? Okay, so it's like I'll continue the faith weekend on Wednesday. Man, this is Story Sunday. <laughs> now, I got, a, I got a, a young man I was mentoring. And I want to, I'm sharing this story to teach you wisdom. Listen carefully for the wisdom. You know, sometimes Jesus taught through parables. I got a young man I was mentoring. He wanted to start a church, so uh, we sent him money to pay for the church and all that. And after a while, he sent me some money. Maybe about $3,000, 4000 You know, I appreciated him. He sent me 5000 I appreciated him. The next month, he sent me 15000 I appreciated him. The fourth month, he sent me 35000 So I called him. I said, I got this money in my account. Were you the one that sent it? He said, yes. So I asked him, I said, how are you getting money? Because for two things, I've planted a church. And he just got into that city. He's just starting. Listen to me. It will take time for somebody to give you 35000 I mean, I know him. He's somebody I mentor. He should tell you like how much he has. And I know that, listen to me. Ministry does not work that way. So I called him. And he's in the midst of a prophetic zone. So I called him. I said, I hope you have not entered the way of the prophets. Because the way you are sending me money, I don't expect this kind of money from you. He said, "Ah, no, 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 nah. he's still teaching the word. It was Somebody he went to pray for that, gave him that money. So I told my wife, I said, no, this guy, I'm building right. Because the truth of the matter is that there's a way resources come to ministry. But if he's coming that fast, that fast, something's at of. And then we started watching his Facebook post. Started watching his Facebook post. After a while, changed his name to Apostle. I told my wife. You see the guy? Next thing, prophet. Now he puts authentic prophet under his name. And he has stopped sending me money. That's why you guys have to give me money, right? (laughs) Because he stopped sending. You call him, his line is always busy. You see, watch your friends. I've told you this before. Have friends that when you buy a new car, the first thing they will not say is congratulations. They will say, oh boy, how? Do you understand? You're not, he's not saying, eh, you are rejoicing with me. No, we don't rejoice first until we are sure that how you bought that car is straightforward. There are certain levels of increase that when it comes, we have to sit down and calm down and say, oh boy, talk more to us. There are people you can impress with your new car, but not us. If you have those kind of friends around you, you'll be saying, You know there are friends you can have and you just tell them that, oh, there's this girl in my office that I'm talking to. The, the way they will shout at you, you will not be able to say it. And then there are friends you will talk and the engagement will start. You see, don't have friends that encourage you in iniquity. It would dry your faith. Are you following what I'm saying? You say you are going to church. They say there's Champions League final. You have seen somebody who will pull away your faith. And how did I say faith comes? By listening. I can't tell you how many marriages are broken by listening to the wrong people. Ah, your husband, how can you be cooking with 25,000? He does not know that Buhari is president now. No, he doesn't know. Because he doesn't have correct affairs. And the 25,000 you were managing before, the next time the man gives you, you collect it with your left hand. With your eyes doing eyes right. And then the man feels like, what kind of dishonor is this? He reacts based on that. Then you go back, and before you know, your marriage is pulling apart. Because you're listening to the wrong person. Faith. I'm going to continue on Wednesday. Make sure you're in service on Wednesday. I'm going to count all of you and give you numbers. (laughs) So when you come on Wednesday, we'll call your number. Okay. Maybe we should do something that if you don't come to church, you pay us a certain amount of money or something. I need to think of something now that will make everybody come to church. Like, What do you think, Pastor Bob? People do something like that. If you don't come to church, you pay us 10000 uh, That one, I know some of you will even come on Tuesday. I thought today was Bible study. <laughs> the whole church is full. People will even, even send your children. Just go. Home. I'm coming. Tell Pastor I'm coming. Even if it's one minute. Okay. <laughs> Watch your friends. Watch your faith. One of the things Paul said when he was about to die is I've kept the faith. Don't lose your faith. Are you following what I'm saying? Watch your friends. Watch your faith. How did Eve sin? By listening to the serpent. You know what I tell people? No conversation is the same. I mean, typical example. Right? You go to the office. You're excited. You had a job. You're happy. You send testimony. Ah, Pastor, help me tell the church. I have a job. Then the next day, you go to the office. And the guy say, Do you know this our contractor? Is $6 they paid him. He's paying us 20000 People are wicked. You know what has happened? The joy that you had in getting that job. Before you know, you start going to... Every time you see the man, wicked man, he gives you work to do. You will just do it And your attitude to the work starts changing. You start grumbling. Before you know, they drop you. Say your enemies are after you. It was because you listened to the wrong person. And one thing about protecting your faith, if you shout those people down, they won't bring it to your ears anymore. Are you following what I'm saying? Last story. Man, today is Story Sunday. (laughs) My wife has anointed me with stories. I remember... We used to have an association of ministers in town. The first day I went there, they said, uh, you know, they prayed. Second day I went there, one man called me. He said, my son. My son, I like what you are doing in this town. God is with you. But bonnie people, bonnie people, they will discourage you. The man talked and talked and talked. The next time we went, the guy talked, came to our shop. And then I remember two months after I made a statement and my wife said you don't used to talk this way about the church before. I said that's true. Because now I began to interpret people's action with what I have heard. And then I began to confess what I have heard. How many of you know faith has come? Faith has come that ministry in bonding is very discouraging. Yeah. So that's why I said, have people around you that can watch you. So I realized, where is this coming from? Ah, so it's, it's my senior uncle in ministry. So the next day I went there, I said, how much is your it's got, it's got an, uh, an association dues? They say, I said, how much is your dues? They now said, every month is 2000 or something. So I just collected money from church and paid for three years. So I just paid for three years. Because that's the only thing they can use to like... Uh, you are not, your your dues are not paid. So I paid for three years. It's been the last three years. I've never been to that meeting. Because you know what? That meeting can literally ruin my ministry. For some of you in cooperatives, pay the money and stay away. Because it is the gossip within those cooperative meetings. Sunday evening, I see the banners around town. That is where faith is being taken away from you. You've heard a powerful message like this. You are excited. You now go and sit in the meeting. Say, man, man, hey, man. I can never trust a man. You say, hmm. And I have one at home. And then before you know, your husband says he's going there. You now start asking, is it really that place you're going or you are going somewhere else? The man gets angry and stops talking to you. He said, I said it. I said it. And you know what happens? Those meetings, I'm not saying your meetings are wrong. I'm not saying don't go to meetings. I'm just giving you an example. Before you now say that your town people are looking for me. <laughs> you know, those meetings have stories that are unfinished. So every meeting day, the story continues. You say, where did we stop last time? say, hey, we're talking about the demand. that they, Okay. And then what happens? Over three months, your perspective of life is changed. Are we together? You've got to watch your faith. How do you watch your faith? Watch your friends. Watch your conversation. This is not just about human conversation. Watch what you read. I mean, we cannot, we cannot remove how sexual abuse and rape is rampant in our society. Why is it more rampant? It's very simple. Pornography is more accessible. Simple simple once the society drops the restraint on morality all those things people are feeding themselves will have a way of expressing themselves are you following what i'm saying so when we say don't watch certain kind of movies don't read certain kind of books it's not because someone wants to guard ah no i'm an adult you are not you are not an adult Your mind does not know that you are an adult. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your mind will process information the same way a child will process information. And you know the powerful thing about the mind? When the information has saturated the mind, the will will follow. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, I said are you following what I'm saying? Once you have gotten something so deep in your mind, what's going to happen? Your body naturally will respond. And that's why I tell people, very simple. If you say, ah, I love this person. You know people say that? I, told, I was joking with my wife, and I told her something. There was a girl who wanted to marry one of my young men in church. and uh, So I, I, showed, I showed that to my wife yesterday. I said, you see this girl? When, when the relationship broke, she called me, begged this guy for me. If I don't marry this man, I will die. I first told her, you will not die. That one, first of all, is a lie. So I showed that the picture yesterday of the girl. The girl is fat now. Men enjoy life. So I just showed my wife that. You remember two years ago, this girl said she will die. If she doesn't marry this guy, this guy is this guy, better off. Even she was lean in the relationship. You know, people say love. I've fallen in love. I've fallen in love. No problem about that. I'm, I'm writing a book now. It's going to come out next year. Don't fall in love. Walk into love. Because I mean, How do you fall into something? Stand up. Don't fall. It's not a good thing to fall. And you know what? Because that person you say you're falling in love with, if you keep hearing information about that person that's not right, what's going to happen? Come on, what's going to happen? That love fountain is going to die. And I tell people, I mean, people who commit sexual immorality, I tell them it's very simple. Oh, I could not control myself. It's the devil. It's not the devil. The devil didn't remove your trouser, the devil didn't pull your pants, the devil didn't remove your belt. The devil didn't remove your brazier. The devil did not lock the door. The devil did not off the lights. The devil did not buy the condom. You did. Okay? Now, if you're about to sleep with that girl and you just hear a doctor say that girl has HIV, you know everything that was standing will fall in honor of God. Why? Why? Come on, simple. Don't miss it. Don't laugh. Be serious now. Why? Come on. Why? 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 So the information affected your body. So how do you fall in love with somebody? Keep talking to the person. Keep using the words, I love you. I love you. I love you. What's going to happen? Your body will start responding in that direction. Once you also change the direction, I don't like you. Go back to your mother's house. Goat. Camel. Elephant. pumpkin, Dog. <laughs> crazy, mumu, cow. What's going to happen? You start responding like an animal. They talk to you, like, wow, your confession, your confession, your confession, your confession. Right? If the devil can get your mouth, he will get your life. Your confession is the true test of your faith. So if I hear what you say, I know what you believe. Amen. Our time is up. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you. We ask, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will strengthen our heart. You will build faith in us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift your hands, everyone.